Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's your boy, Keith B, with another episode, episode six of the F Your Feelings podcast, a statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. Yo, my homeboy, Mike, just told me, we, we are like almost 30 new downloads or 36 new downloads in like the last two weeks, which is crazy. So, hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to our new listeners or anybody that's just tuning in to the podcast. Yo, we appreciate y'all stopping by showing us some love. Um, you know, it, this is very humble beginnings on our, on our part. And so uh, we appreciate anybody who actually uh, takes the time to listen to the foolishness and, and sometimes enlightening things that we have to say. So, but with that being said, yo, just uh, want to welcome on our brothers. We got my boy, Mike, got my boy, Dave, Mike and Dave. How y'all doing today? Ooh, what's good? What's good? How y'all feeling? I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I'm sleeping. So normally we record our show on different days, different nights, but hey, we recording about an hour and a half later than we normally do. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so I'm struggling a little bit. So, you know, but I'm good. Happy to be here. Man. I'm just glad to be eating right now. That's it. <laughs> hey, yo, so for people tuning in, that my boy David just got off a double. You know, he just got home. He, he over here recording with a box of pizza and maybe a crown of coke on the side. I don't know if he started drinking yet, but nonetheless, you know, we uh we appreciate him tuning in. <laughs> I need to do something right now, but look here, it's crucial. crucial. <laughs> Ain't no secret. <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, it's funny, before we even hit record, like Mike was like, man, I don't know what we're talking about. Dude. Mike, we're talking about exactly what you mentioned last time, bro. We're talking about white people and their microaggressions. Oh, wow. And fa- false prophets <laughs> spreading uh, bad information in the church. That's exactly what you told me <laughs> two weeks ago when we was going to talk about. So, I mean, it's, this episode definitely going to be a little silly. It'll be serious and silly at the same time. Oh, so. wow. Oh, let uh, the foolishness begin. This is this is what I have on my notes. So uh, we start off with microaggressions or we start <laughs> off with uh, false prophets. I'm like, let John, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's Mike, what makes our show here. special. You know, sometimes we don't even, we don't even have a softball topic today. That's going to ease us in and wake us up. Um, if this was family matters, see, Steve, let's go with the, let's go with white people. Yeah. White people. I slap you in the face with it, bro. Like (laughs) right out the gate. We run. (laughs) No warm up, huh? No warm up. Who got it? (laughs) Stay ready, man. So you ain't got to get ready. You know what I'm saying? We coming out shooting threes. Ain't no secret. But look at him. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, and I'm and honestly, you know, again, like, you know, yo, sh- shout out to in- anyone that's listening right now. Like, you know, I don't want you to think that, like, you know, we, we come from the standpoint of, uh, uh, of, of just being one sided in, in our approach on these type of topics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we're, we're joking around right now. But on a more serious note, you know, being a minority, especially in America, you know, and I'm sure across the world, it's the same. We all deal with those sort of microaggressions from other groups. Um, you know, 
and, and David, you know, feel free if, if, if you want to talk about it. But like, you know, we were just talking about your, your experience of the day at the range, man. And, you know, how, how you felt like Buddy was sizing you up, you know, and, and, and it's those kind of incidents to me. That's like, you know, why, why is this shit still happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like, have we not done enough to, you know, earn respect from, from my peers? You know what I'm saying? So, but that's just where I'm kind of at with it. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. Mike, just to no, get... you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, I like to go historical. So I'll just give a, a definition really quickly. So essentially a microaggression is a comment or action that negatively targets a marginalized group of people. A microaggression can be intentional or accidental. It is a form of dis- discrimination. Uh, Chester M. Pierce first coined the term microaggression in the 70s as a way to describe the subtle insults and put downs that African-Americans experience regularly. Uh, we said in jo- jest that, you know, we're referencing quote unquote white people, but it's it's not just white people. It's 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 people as a whole. Typically, the groups that experience uh, microaggressions uh, in, are, are by race, gender, religion and or sexual orientation. Uh, microaggressions typically take several forms. They could be verbal. Uh, for example, saying you're smart for a woman could be a verbal microaggression. Uh, behavioral, an example could be a bartender ignoring a transgendered person, you know, and instead of uh, and, and serving, you know, someone that uh, is, is cisgendered. Environmental could be um, a college campus only has buildings named after white people. So this is no, you know, we're not just picking on one particular group of people. We're expressing our perspective based upon our experiences and lives. So I just want to put that out there to everyone to understand. Wow, that was beautiful, Roy. You put that there, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was very professional. You know, you got to like professional disclaimers me on the internet that way you don't get destroyed. Yeah, yeah we love nah. it. We we love everybody, but you know, we For the perspective really? that we speak from is is our perspective. You know, we happen to be black men of a certain age. You know, we have uh, familiar backgrounds with one another. So a lot of times when we speak on things, it's from our personal individual perspectives, but they're also shared experiences for a lot of other people as well. So like I said, you know, we're not just picking on one particular group of people. We, we are, we're only able to express from our own personal perspectives. I'll say this. No, being totally transparent, like I know some amazing white people. I know some amazing people period um but on the other side you do have those morphos um that no matter what you do think that you're less than them even if they ain't done nothing absolutely nothing in their whole life um and i'll go keep what you was talking about was something that man I had to call y'all brothers because I was pissed. I was pissed and I was cussing pissed. I was pissed. Um, my alter ego want to fight pissed, shaking type pissed. <laughs> <laughs> want to grab a joke and slowly, you know what I'm saying, popping with a pen, slow leaking uh, type ish. Yeah. And of course, he 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 was he was a white dude, um, questioning if I had the right to be in a certain space to, 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 to minimize it, 
And then when I explained to him and showed him the credentials, he was intimidated by what he saw whenever he looked me up at the range. Um, and then as I, as I was beginning to leave, I explained to him, I was like, hey, look, I'm just coming to shoot, man. Um, I'm bringing some other people, two other people to go shoot. They want to shoot a weapon that I have. Uh, and I'm just giving them that experience. So as we got ready to leave, he proceeded to, hey, can I talk to you? Of course. Well, what you're doing is looks a little shady. And me being me trying to be the professional, because on one hand, this is it has to do with my profession. I own a security company. I teach concealed carry. Um, and I often go out and shoot with people teaching them the proper procedures of, uh, you know what I'm saying, fire techniques. Neither here nor there, what you're doing is a little shady. What you mean? Well, to be in this establishment, you got to have this, this, and this, all these different credentials, insurance. Man, I own a whole security company. Look, everything that I got up. If you really want to go, go go look at it, I could give you a DD-214. <laughs> To really run down everything that I really done, like military-wise. Not on the civilian side of it, you know what I'm saying? Being certified to train military veterans, military service members um, that's getting ready to go to combat. So that type of, he was like, well, all of this other, it was, it was like a verbal wrestling match. I was like, okay, bet, no problem. As I got ready to walk off, this what pissed me off. It won't happen again. Mm. Those words, it won't happen again. That's what done it for me. That's what pissed me off to the point where I wanted to grab him by his neck and let him. I'm like, you know what? You have no idea who you're talking to. I'll show you who I am. Yeah. But still, at the same time, I'm one of those type of people. I don't want to be a part of the problem. What's the solution to this dish? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was my experiences. And anybody that know me know that I'm laid back. I'm really chill. I don't throw any any of the stuff that I've done in, in anybody's face. If you know me, I'm always chill. I'm I'm laughing and having fun. I'm joking. I'm BSing. You would never know that I love guns. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You would never know anything about my military background unless it's somebody that's in the military that was across the water that, that actually get it. I'm not that type of t- tough, boastful. That's not me. Right. I'm more so the chill dude in the corner. Hey, how y'all doing? Everybody good? We good. So that whole, that, that, little, that little piece where it won't happen again, that microaggression type ish, was like, nigga, you ain't coming back in here no more. Right. And me being petty, you best believe I'm going back in there and I'm going to go and shoot <laughs> out everybody in there. <laughs> I'm yep. going, oh, you best believe oh, we, that. Oh, we're going back. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With other people like me, never going back there. They ain't treated me. Oh, H, that. I'm going to go back and I'm going to shoot everybody in there. And then I'm going to tell y'all your, your establishment trash because you working in there. And um, we're going to figure out a way to blow up everybody that's Black and have a range um, and struggling. We're going to figure out how to support people that's doing this in a real way and 
later on try to figure out how I can do it on my own to be this be a part of the solution. Yeah. Because that's my thing. We can all get pissed off and act the fool. How do we be a part of the solution? It's my yeah. question. Yeah, no, and you know, we I think me and you talked about it afterwards, you know, that, that sort of inspired you to look into what it would take to open up your own shooting range, right? You know, and, and have a space for the people that look like me and you, you know. Um and it's it's just sad, man. Like I said, like to go through these microaggressions, you know, even in today's state. And you know what's funny? I mean, I don't know if y'all's experiences are, are the same, and it sounds like they are based off of what uh, the one David just described. But I feel like there these microaggressions are brought on more once whoever's dishing it out feels threatened, right? Like like once they know like who you are, like and they know, you know your credentials or, or or maybe your track record or or some sort of like you know your resume of success like 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 once they to me i, I call it silent right like they want to know oh where are you working oh what do you do for you oh you know what what car do you drive or what part of town you stay in right you know what i'm saying like you know and, and they ask these questions and then next thing you know now they taking small little jabs to try to knock you down to a level that they see as beneath them. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, like, I'm just like, you know, bro, like, I don't know, I don't know about y'all, like, I I try my best to keep a real low profile, bro. Like, I, 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 I'm like Frank Lucas, like, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to wear that fur coat that, that attracts all the attention, but like, I want to be able to move how I want to move, make the money I make, do what I do. And just keep it at a real copacetic level, though, because the last thing I need is somebody trying to size me up and then, you know, take shots at me because now you feel threatened by whatever I've, I've achieved. So, you know, that's 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 just where I'm at with it. And that leads me to a question. Um, how do how or excuse me, y'all, what is a healthy way to process microaggressions? and protect ourselves you know all of us like essentially people in a position of privilege are are able to make for example we use wealth because a lot of people like to use wealth as a common uh microaggression and disparity you know if you're from a background where you have had wealth and and someone does not have that same level of wealth and you make a snide comment towards them that puts you in a perspective of, of wealth privilege. You may not think anything of it from your perspective, but from their perspective, like, yo, you just insulted me. So how, what is a way that when you're experiencing these microaggressions, can you one identify the microaggression? How do you process that in a healthy Mm -hmm. way? Cause that's, that's, that's one of the things I haven't been able to read and find. That's a great question, bro. Like for real, because it's so subtle. Like for real, like the way it jumped off, it was so subtle at first. I ain't, I ain't even pay no attention to it. You know me, I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. So by the time I realized what was going on, I really they had them looked up the company the whole nine. Then I'm like, oh, you running me. <laughs> so it go, it kind of goes back to my statement in our last podcast 
I don't want to be the unicorn for anybody. I just want to be me. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to change. I don't want to change how I talk whenever I walk into a room. I don't want to be put in a certain bracket because I'm halfway doing well. And even I people think that we made it or something. I don't want none of that. I just want to be comfortable in my god dog on skin. Period. When I want to walk in the room, I want to be recognized as a man, not a black man, white man, green man. I just want to be free enough to be like, yo, that's the dude. That's David. And that's what we, man, like, people don't understand because we deal with it. We've we've been dealing with it for years. And it's normal to us. But it's not normal to have to change the way that you talk whenever you walk in the room. That's some bullshit. It is. It is. It is. So do you I, all? Oh, go ahead. My I bad. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, do you all think that this new generation of young people are better about not um, not living in those old, uh, outdated uh, practices, such as um, like uh, respectability politics? You know, when a lot of us were brought up, well, you know, you need to look a certain way, you need to talk a certain way, you need to sound a certain way to be treated with respect and decorum. What do you all think about that? I think it's, uh, I don't know, man. And so, like, you know, I'm going to keep on Like, and I think I've told our listeners this before. Like, I, I, I am, quote, unquote, a millennial. Um, but even with that being said, like, my, my mindset still is more of an older type generation and so like you know i, I kind of see you know the living generations on this earth on a spectrum right and obviously the, the folks that are that are a tad bit older like our parents generation our grandparents you know they came out of one era where they think a certain way and then now you got you know kids on the other end where to me they like make it a point to be the exact opposite <laughs> right like, like they, they push that shit like all the way to to, to, to the right and it's like Damn, like, 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 there is a thing called balance, you right? Know what I'm where you can kind of meet somewhere in between, and so um, agree. To answer your question, man, I mean, I don't, I don't. To say that there's a perfect balance that everyone can strive for and achieve, I'm not gonna say that, right? Because we're all individuals, right? Like to David's point, you gotta be who you are, your authentic self. You gotta be it where you're at, but at the same time, man, like, use common sense in certain situations and try not to like, you know, push push your agenda so far over the edge to where it's almost like, okay, you're not doing this to take a stand. You're really doing this to just piss people off. Right. And so I don't know. I think there's a halfway mark in between. Um and I don't I I feel like the younger generation, you know, I, I give them respect for having their um their own, you know, uh, 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 stances that their own, you know, um, just being being bold enough to to to, to feel how they want to feel and say what they want to say. Um, but I think there's something that we lack actually on both ends of the spectrum is, is empathy, mm. you know, the ability to you know understand and look at a situation from someone else's perspective and sort of approach it from that angle. Because again, like you know, I tried to explain to someone. You know, hatred is something that's taught, right? 
And unfortunately for a lot of folks, depending on where you grew up, what what your household was like, you know, you didn't really have a say on where you got to grow up, who raised you, who taught you these things, you know. Now, what you do have a responsibility to yourself is to keep growing and keep progressing and educating yourself, right? So again, I don't I don't fault anyone for how they were raised, but I do fault you for being resistant to learn and change, you know, based upon the truth that that, that comes into your life. But nevertheless, man, you know, I know I've just said a whole lot, but I just feel like, you know, we as a country, we as people, we need to empathize more with people who are around us and, you know, approach things with, I'm not saying with with a sense of delicacy, but at at the same time, approach it from a place where like, if it was someone, if, if somebody was stepping to you about a certain topic, how would you want them to come, right? Would you want them to be bold and aggressive and offensive and disrespectful? Right, More than likely right. you wouldn't. You would want someone to, you know, have some sort of courtesy and, and, and respect for both your views and their views. So that's a, that's where I'm at. Bro, that was amazing. Like for real. And, and and you look at the LGTB community, and I know a lot of people, whatever you say that, you know what I'm saying, you get flack from it, but what you just said was perfect because from historically, if people would have treated the situation with respect, with understanding, we're trying to see the views. Okay. What are you saying? Why do you feel like this? How do we coexist? How do we work together? The situation wouldn't be what it is now because it's almost like an aggressive situation. Y'all did this to us. Now we're joined together and we fight against anybody that speaks up against any of that. If you say something against any of this, then all of us are fighting against it. It's like, no. I just want to understand. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I just want to understand. I don't get it. If somebody would have broke that down in leadership from from, from historic, from the get-go, because it's been happening all the way from, from years, bruh. Right. If they would have took that approach to to that situation, the situation won't be what it is. And I ain't meaning to take to take it into that direction, but even you look at us, if we was able to come together, because what they've done is come together in a cohesive unit. Yeah. Anybody, I don't care who you are, you say something against the community, everybody coming for you. Yep. Right? So if we was able to do the same thing as minorities, I'm not even gonna say black people. I'm gonna say brown as 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 indigenous people here. All of us, because all of us come from somewhere. If we was all able to come together and be like, hey, look, we all dealing with the same thing. If you look at black, brown, yellow, red. Oh, it don't matter. And everybody's able to get together and be like, hey, look, all of us is dealing with this in some type of way. Right? Yeah. Let's figure uh, out how to change these laws. What was the name of that brother? I mean, it, it, they literally just made a movie about him. Um, it was the Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, oh, Fred. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fred, man. That Fred, was I the mean, beautiful thing. Bro, he was in Chicago. We just went to Chicago and saw... Um, so the door that they shot up, bro, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. But what that brother started, I mean, like, you know, the, the whole Rainbow Coalition, like, I mean, bro, like, he, he did exactly what you were just talking about. Like, he went to different communities and, you know. For sure. And literally brought together, you know, white, black, Hispanic, you know, gang bangers and, and everybody under the sun. Like, because they were all experiencing that same oppression from, from, from the police force in Chicago. And 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 one 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 brother at the age of twenty five was able to you know achieve something like that. And so, man, know, that guy was younger, bro. It was crazy. Like, but yeah. see, here's here's the thing, though. That's what that's what happens when you have a heart for the people. Yeah, that's the difference, man. Like for me, legit, bro. I promise y'all, I don't have an ill intent in my body, man. Like, I don't care what color you are. I really don't. Right. If I could bless you, I, I hey, it's 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 easy. I would like like you say, okay. My mom always taught me, you blessed to be a blessing. I don't care what color you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. If we're in the same room, if I got it, you need it, and we in the we, hey, let's let's eat. We good. What I have a problem is when you look at me differently. And I be in my authentic self, and you like, yo, you less than me then. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, let's have a cup of tea. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about it. Because I'm not finna, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I, I don't have time to boast. Because people are for real. In this time right now, people are hurting for real, for real. Yeah. People checking out this camp like it's nothing. And you still caught up on... If I got insurance or what space I'm in, man, I don't, I don't care about that. Bro, I don't have to ever shoot in your spot. I don't ever have to come to your house. I don't have to come do none of that. I got me in mind. Right. I'm blessing other folks. To be real honest, like, I could t- I could be like, if anything, me and my family, we good. We good, good. But that ain't me. That ain't my chest piece, so... And for me, I'm like, man, I don't ever want nobody to feel like that. That's why I started teaching gun classes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I learned how to listen to Army. It's like, I used to arm from them, play with them, I break them down, I build them up. I know this back and forth. I like to shoot from a kid. Let me, let me jump out here. And the thing is that I learned that can't nobody do what I do. Can't nobody do what you do because you're unique. Your personality and everything is unique. If you, everybody using their own gift, we good. But you got this other sector that's like, nah, y'all ain't supposed to be in this space. And I'm one of those, like, the hell if I ain't. <laughs> right. <laughs> the hell if I, the same difference as the, the LGTV community. They're like, the hell if I ain't supposed to be here. I don't care where they at. Right. And they they fight like hell to stay there. They do. They stick together too. So it sounds like one of the solutions that you, David, have implemented in your own life to combat microaggressions is is love. Love of yourself, continually uh, building yourself up, improving yourself. Um, that was an excellent illustration you brought into um, into play the cohesiveness of the LGBTQ community and just the different types of 
um, backgrounds and, and people united with one, you know, common shared um, community. I think that's great. And then uh, is it also safe to say that the whole root of a lot of these microaggressions, not all, not one size fits all, um, insecurity, uh, fear, projections. Um, yes, it's great that we're all able to find solutions for ourselves, but what do we do in those situations? You know, I like your solution. Your solution is to turn a negative experience into a positive one. You're going to take that experience to better yourself, potentially start new businesses, potentially group um, other people that are like-minded as your um, as yourself to build business, to build um, safe spaces. Is that, do you feel that's probably one of the best ways to respond to those actions? And also, do you let the person know that they knowingly or unknowingly have used outdated stereotypes or um, just dumb statements to describe you in a way that doesn't reflect who you are. Absolutely. I, you know what I'm saying? Here's, here's the thing for me. If you don't take it to a part of the problem. Right. If you don't take it to a problem, the problem, because they feel like it's okay. Feel like they got away with the offense and they will do this to somebody else and everybody will continue to run until you have somebody to stand up and like, no, not so much. I ain't stand. Uh, not so much. I'm not. I don't care about that. I'm. I'm not afraid of the system. You know. I'm. I'm not afraid of you. And I'm gonna show you where you messed up. I'm not gonna tell you where you messed up. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna come back in here and I'm gonna show it to you. We are gonna run it back. Um. That's 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 the key, because we get so pissed off. We like I ain't never going back again. Situations like this have to be corrected. If that, if if you get it, you know what I'm saying. For yeah, me, def- oh sorry, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. No, nah, I was about to say I, I definitely get it. I, I and, and I think because we talked about it, you know, in regards to to the situation you described earlier. I know for me naturally because I don't like I don't like the vote in that type of energy, bro. Like to a certain extent, I'm all for fighting against it. Um, and, and honestly, and, and this, you know, I, I have to check myself when I do it. I try to gauge the, uh, intellectual capacity of whomever I'm, I'm, I'm engaging with, you know, in regards to a topic like that, like, like, like if you're dishing out a microaggression, you know, is it from a place of ignorance and is that ignorance, ignorance actually like, uh, innocent or is this intentional? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause you can kind of feel like you ever had a conversation with someone and it's like, you know, if you get into an argument with this person, anything you say, they're just going to completely ignore. They're not even going to give you two cents to whatever you're saying. And so for, for me, bro, I, those type of people, I waste no time with. I just write you off in my head. You do not exist on the face of this earth. And I just move on, you know, I get it. I, I got you. You know what I'm saying? You like it's it. Why waste my time and energy on something that's not going to change? Right. 
because you stuck. You stuck on stupid. I, I, I call it stuck on stupid. Yeah. But here's my thing, though. Sometimes I don't have to say nothing. I let my work speak for me. I let my actions speak for me. I let my past work and what I've done before speak for me. So I don't have to go back and forth with you. In those situations, it's like, yo, I got a body of this. Bro, we ain't even got to go back and forth. Right. We're going to, I'm not going to change you. You're not going to change me. You really want to see what it is? Go look it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, what, what are we talking about? Right. But that's 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 what we don't do. We what we do is get pissed off and cuss them out and go crazy. And I, I forgive me because I did cuss him out, and I, I was wrong <laughs> for cussing him out. You're human. I I, I, was, I was I was dead wrong for coming at him. I I, I had to get him together. Um, but still at the same time, it's the right way to do things. And and like like cats like Frederick Douglass and W. B. Du Bois, I, I look at how they handle situations. You know what I'm saying? It was situations that they was in that they couldn't they couldn't come off crazy like that. They had to be strategic how they moved. And how they moved was education and results. That was it. How do we educate ourselves? How do we get results? How do we get results? By educating people that's like-minded. We come together, gain strength, move the pendulum. Now we have results. Repeat it. And what we forgot is, I feel like it, it goes back to what you were saying about the younger generation. The younger generation is just pissed. They got a whole lot of energy, but no guidance. So what we failed is we failed to take what the ancestors had. The old folks had the plans and the blueprints. We failed to take that and bridge it with the energy that these young cats have. Because they pissed. They got they pissed and they passionate. That's it. Yeah. And they don't give a damn about nothing. Everything in their midst could get scorched. But the key is once you scorch everything, then you cut out some of the good stuff. You done burnt a lot of a lot of bridges. You done burnt a lot of lot of love and, and caring. So now when you say something, then your words fall dust. Right. Because everybody millennium's crazy. They no 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 no. They passionate and they pissed. They just don't have the type of guidance. Right. So we have to figure out. Here's the thing, man. God, wow. We're close. Our great our great grandparents are what? One or two generations away from slavery. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I great, and once we put it in and break it down into this, man, it's crazy. Our great grandparents are one or two generations from slavery, sharecropper, whatever you want to call it, which is slavery. Our grandparents are now a generation away from them, right? Mm-hmm. So we're four generations of, away from what? Right. Slavery. 
So now we're trying to heal all of that. And now we come up in a generation where we start to gain something and we get something and guess what? Everything is snatched down and torn away from us, right? Right. So now what we're doing is we halfway building stuff. But everything we're building is on our own strength and we fight. We, that's go to school, get a good education, yeah. get a good job, get money, learn this, learn that, so that you can put yourself in these situations. And guess what? That's what we pass down to our kids, right? So our kids got a fighter's mentality, but not the understanding of everything that they went through and how they got there. What we passed down was the struggle, but we didn't pass down the process. Right. That's the reason why we got songs like we got it out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right, bro. I mean, I, you know, I was having a conversation with someone. I, I tried to put it in perspective. I said, um, black people in America haven't even been emancipated for 200 years. Mm-mm. And we've only had civil rights, not equal rights, civil rights for a little over 50 years. Most of us know somebody that was born during Jim Crow. Now, with all that being said, right, exactly. Exactly. Anybody that's got a Yeah. Anybody got a living mama and daddy or or grandma or grandpa, like, you know, nine times out of (laughs) ten. Yeah, like they they, they experienced Jim Crow, you know. And so I mean And I'll be better, I say we still experiencing Jim Crow right now. It you know, a lot of people say that. They say it's uh transformed. It's, it's moved from uh, overt to covert. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, it's not right in your face, but if you read between the lines, a lot of it does seem to be in line with, with, with uh, sort of the same tactics um, with like border suppression and, and, you know, trying to quiet our voice down. Hello. You know, a lot of people are making that comparison. With Georgia so, changing colors? Hello. Yep. Politically, hello. So yeah. now with that happening, guess what? It's a whole bunch of laws everywhere because that's never supposed to happen. Yep. Yeah. But here's, wow, here's the thing, though. Guess how that happened? How? One woman got pissed enough to be like, you know what? I'm going to change this system, but I'm not going to change it pissed off. I'm going to change it with my heart. Stacey Abrams. Yep. Yep. Miss Abrams made a decision that I'm gonna love through this. Yeah. I'm gonna love through my pain. I'm gonna love through my hurt. I'm gonna love through this history. I'm gonna love through all this BS. I'm gonna love through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same difference. You know what I'm saying? King say, "Hey, hate, hate costs too much." <laughs> I do. Hate costs too much, bro. And that's where, man, like, we missed it. That's how the whole, truth be told, that's how the whole hip-hop generation, that's how they caught us with the whole hip-hop joint. Mm. For a section, the hip-hop was progression, growing. You know, Queen Latifah, you know, Public Enemy, all of these guys that was teaching, you know, Growing self acknowledgement, self help, 
um, blessing each other. It, it, it was crazy. Um, in the 90s, and they saw that, it was like, oh, whoa, 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 we got to do something. And guess what they came out with? EPM, not EPMD, NWA. Yeah. Came out with NWA and they changed the narrative. Same difference they threw crack in the community. Yeah. And I, I say that to say this. Um, you look at a Georgia and you look at a, someone like um, Abrams, man. Once people hear your heart, you still gonna have some people that's BS. You gonna see it's you gonna still have some a holes. A holes exist everywhere. They do, unfortunately. But once people hear your heart, then they'll more adapt to listen to you. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It sounds like the solution that you have personally taken and implemented in your life is to use all of that as fuel, not, not combustible fuel in the sense of just an explosion, but like a blue fa- blue flame where you're focusing it and you're turning into something that can grow and then develop into something else. Agreed. And I, and you know what, man, and, and, and that's how we have to do it. Cause truth be told, bro, we can't do it with guns. Right. <laughs> you, you, our culture haven't been collecting guns long enough, unfortunately. Right. You know what else I think, man? I think that it's great that we all collectively are getting more exposure to things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Before Twitter, before. Five, ten years ago, I'd never heard the term microaggression before. You know, I never thought about how those things sink deep into your subconscious. And before you know it, you have someone believing stereotypes that aren't even about them. You know, people embrace these things daily. You know, you're not realizing that when your coworker tells you, oh, wow, you, you, you speak so well. Uh, like I haven't been speaking English since I was a child. Yes. Hey. I have, I have a grasp of the language. Thank you. As do you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, little things like that, that, and then on the flip side of that, you also don't want to, well, personal choice, obviously for me personally, I've learned for me, I can only allow things that people say to me to affect me to a certain point. Because at the end of the day, what I think about me matters more than what you think about me. Facts. And especially with us having, especially with us being a situation where we're leaders, you know, we're husbands, we're fathers, we're friends, we're brothers, you know, our goal, one of I know one of my personal goals is to speak life into them, to speak life into myself. But just like the situation on an airplane, you know, when the plane is going down, you put your oxygen mask on first. Absolutely. So we constantly have to continually build ourselves up in a way that's healthy and productive. 
Um, another area, just I'm going to tangent just for a second, because this has been great. I know I haven't said a lot during the conversation, but the conversation has really been good to me. So I, I've just been listening. And it's kind of man, weird. I've been going in. I'm like, yeah, oh. you know, I, I love it, man. <laughs> man, let me slow down. This is good. So like normally the time where I'm actually just listening is is during the replay. You know, usually just chopping it up and then uh, during the replay, I'm listening. But this has been great. So, y'all, I'm not, I'm still here. <laughs> I just haven't had as much to say because I'm really enjoying the conversation. And, 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 and again, we go back to that was the whole purpose of this. This is a conversation for us. We have these conversations anyway. It's just they're being recorded. Facts. You know, Keith always, <laughs> Keith always says it's a blessing to be a blessing. I love that statement. I think about it often. Man, that's that's my word, bro. My it wife is. was like, "What does that mean?" Because <laughs> yeah. I got it from my mom, Dukes. Man, it's like, yo, for real, like, man. But and it's funny because you say that because like, as soon as everything started happening, it's only three dudes that I thought about: y'all two, and then my other brother Dave that got a security company. He's like, oh man, I got to talk to one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta funny. talk to one of them because I'm cussing, I'm pissed, I want, I'm shaking, I want to fight. It's like I want to fight like my 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 middle name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to fight like <laughs> fight like I'm at home. Like people call me my middle name. I want to do that ish. I, oh, I want to wow. go hood. I want. Yeah. Hey, this nigga, he don't know who I am. <laughs> like I, I want to show him. But wow, and a couple days ago. I was praying, man, and I y'all forgive me for cussing. Cause I swear I love the Lord. I'm trying to do right. Um bruh, it, it was so crazy because God broke it down to my ego. Mm -hmm. God put it on a basic level. He's like, that's ego, bro. And, and me because it Y'all might think I'm crazy, but me and God have conversations. It's like, God yeah. was like, yo, that's your ego, bro. Yeah. That's your ego. That's you. You want him to realize the affliction that you could impose upon him because who you are. Yeah. It's like, and truth be told, you're nothing without me. Like it's that. like truth be told, you truth be told, I gave you all of that. <laughs> my my name is David. He was like, I gave you all of that. So all of that is nothing whenever it comes to sacrificing the situation. It's like, how are you gonna be the solution? That's what messed me up. And what it brought me to is like most of men, most of our situations, we fall prey to ego. Ego is our number one hundred that kills most of us, bro. It does. It does. What they say, vanity. Vanity is the worst sin, right? You know, like to to think of yourself, you know, above or better than someone else, you know. And and, and to your point, David. I mean, that's why, you know, we we as uh, brothers in the Lord, we try to stay humble. You know what I'm saying? Like and surround ourselves with, with with humble people. You know. Because I believe that, you know, the three of us have experienced a tremendous amount of success for the short time period we've been on Earth. And, it's, and it, it could easily go to our head. But um, nevertheless, I thank God for, for those humbling experiences. And to your point, 
you know, some of the time, sometimes the things we go through life are are to, are to check us, right? To 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 check us and keep us on that on that narrow and straight path. And so, I'm um, I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of it. However, though, in those moments, yes, the the, the, the nigga I want to be I want to be that nigga. <laughs> but like, I mean, like I I, I want to be you, you did it in a public space, bro. Like I remember flexing at work. Right? Like I remember I. I, I had, you know, quick story, you know, and I ain't, you know, I don't like going too much in, in, into into what I do, but nevertheless, I am an engineer, and so there was this, there was this one instance where, you know, I, I had this uh, this new hire, uh, new cat, straight out of college, I was training him. Now, mind you, I'm black, like I'm not, you know, for our listeners, I know you don't see us, but I'm not, I'm not Drake black, like light skinned black. I'm, I'm, I'm black. I'm black black. I'm black black. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, I got this, 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 this cat coming out of school. You know, he's a new hire and white dude. You know, uh, from Arkansas. You know, straight up. You know, shout out. I ain't never dude. seen no black folks, bro. Bro, he can't. But like, literally on the third day, he he literally said to me, he said, "Man, I hope you don't take this offensive." <laughs> Oh wow! But you literally, but you're literally the smartest black dude I've ever met in my life. And I was like, I said, bro, and I said, I looked at him and I said, that's sad, but I appreciate the, com- uh, the compliment. It was like, man, you really might want sad. to check history, my brother. <laughs> right. Um, but, 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 but he told, and, and you know what's funny, man? To this day, like I, I consider him like a brother to me because, like, like he. We literally had some real ass conversations about race, about life, about where he grew up and what he was taught, and you know what I'm saying. And to me, you know, I could have to, to to your point. There's always two paths to take in those instances, right? Like you either gonna go all the way, I'm gonna say niggerdom, where I could have been like, you know, racist ass honky, like you know what I'm saying. I said some shit like that. But but I chose not to. I chose to come from the other route, which was a place of love and respect. Right. right and, right. and, 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 and you know what? And by sharing our stories and by, you know, being transparent about where we're from and, and how we grew up and what we were exposed to, we were able to build a friendship. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, but that's not, that's the, like, you know, staring off from the story. I'm going to tell you about what, what happened. Though. So, long story short, I was like, the person that trained him, like I'm the one that, like you know, showed him around the facility, showed him all the all the stuff he was working on, you know, how to approach certain situations, and so you know, I got him, I got him trained up pretty pretty well, and I I, I keep it 100. Like I probably trained him for maybe about six months, and in six months he was doing shit that I had, I couldn't even do. I was just like, oh wow, like you know, you okay, you got it, you know, kudos to you. Right. And so he started to get positive feedback and exposure from leadership and so you know they they identified him as a um high contributor and, and want him to you know get him on the right path you know what i'm saying like, like they normally do even though they didn't do that shit for me but nevertheless you know they, they mm. do it for them. that's another that's, episode <laughs> right that's another episode um and then like somebody stepped to him and was like yo you know do you have a mentor and he said, yes, my mentor is Keith. And they was like, Keith who? And he was like, Keith B. And he was like, and they were like, oh, no, Keith's not a suitable 
for you know for 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 your career. That is wow. That you should take advice from. Wow. We don't really hold him in in very high regard for his uh, expertise in engineering. You know, all like went wow. in. So, I mean, told him all of this, and like, and so you know, because by then me and him are cool, we're friends. He came back. He was like, "Yo, man," and he literally. I knew it was bad because he literally said. They like, got the puppy face. They look down and be like, hey. But he was like, yeah, he, he was like, bro, I got to tell you something. You got to <laughs> promise me not to say nothing. You don't say nothing to nobody. This is secret, secret. And and so then he told me what he said. And and, and they, bro, instantly I was hot. I was hot and I jumped on the email and I emailed the person that he told me who said it. And I was like, you know, that's some real petty ass shit. Now I ain't use those words, Mm-mm. but I'm just saying. I the message was microaggressive, <laughs> right? In a very microaggression way, I was like, "Yo, I heard what you said, and if you feel that way, don't be a bitch about it. Be a man about it, and come tell that shit to me in my face. Don't tell my mentee that you know you you don't think very highly of me in, in regards to to, to to our work." Key. You know what I'm saying? If you feel that way, come step to me. Key, key. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's it's so crazy because I was listening to another podcast today and I got some I got some some stuff. You dealing with it in a Christian way. Yeah. They dealing with it in a capitalistic way. Right. So Christian like manner and capitalistic manner don't they don't mix that's oil and water. Right. Like you talking about the time, love, relationship that you put into this person. We had honest conversations, and I gave you what I have. Right. And they don't see it because it didn't come. I've been doing this for all this time, but now you're doing what I showed you how to do, and you running. They're paying attention to you because you run in a circle. You look like them. All right? Right. So that's that's that thing, though. Here's, here's, Here's the killer. I heard somebody say, I ain't concerned about your table no more. Mm. I'm concerned about building my own table. I don't want to see that your table. Keep right. it. Keep your table. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, I took my whole family to Black Wall Street to have my girls to understand. Back before it was popular. People were building their own table back then. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They were building their own table back then. But guess what? You don't have to stand for the status quo. Build your own table. So guess what? They're going to they kick you out from your own table. They're going to fire you from your own establishment. Right. Hell no. Now you're right. And, and you know what, bro? Like, ever since then, I mean, you know, I, I moved on from that. From that I time. feel you, bro. You know, had to get a change of scenery after then because I knew everything I had, you know, said right then and then. That was probably a shot at my career. But no, no. What was was killer is you always got that in the back of your mind. It's like you always got to be smarter. You always got to be swifter. You always got to be in front. Why can't? And for me, it's like I grew up with that. Mm. And I'm not on that no more. I'm like, why can't I just be? Yeah. My life now is like, why can't I? I'm enough. 
I give a dang what everybody else say. I'm enough. Period. My daughters, they enough. Whenever they walk in the room, I need you to walk in confidence. And when you start handling business, handle business. And when they start talking, if you don't agree with it, say it. I don't agree with it. Period. And if and they keep going, say, hey, no, I don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah. That, that ain't me. But right. that's, I guess, that's yeah. it, bro. Yeah. The, the, the moral of that story was that I, I and, and, and keep circling back to what Mike keeps asking, how do you handle those situations? Um, Bill Jones. <laughs> definitely, definitely that part. Bro, like, like that for real? Part. For real, I'm 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 on that. I'm 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 so on that. Like y'all, I'm the slow one of the group. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's say that. Why would you say that? I just I just Dan, David is not slow. You guys, you guys, you guys are brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all think different. My 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 generation was you work your behind off. You know what I'm saying? I'm 44. My generation was you grind to where you can't grind no more. Mm-hmm. Your generation is, I think different. I don't think on the same level as you. I'm finna figure something out different. Right? So, y'all have a, a, a beautiful ability of of some people like that, that they talk about people that play music that they can see music, they can see colors. You look at a Pharrell type guy. Y'all got a situation the way y'all look at things, and y'all could paint what y'all see, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all could change things into the that dimensions in which I want them to go. We didn't have that. We wasn't privy to be in those rooms in those conversations. We worked our A off to where it's like, hey, look, y'all can't outwork me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I got to work all the way to 3 o'clock the next day. I'm going to work. But y'all have the experience. That's why I say I'm the slow one of the group. Y'all have a whole different thought process. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I first and foremost, I, I'm not, I'm strongly disagree with you being the slow one of the group. Um, I mean, to your point, man, I think a lot of it has to do with exposure um, and and really paying attention. But like, life, life is a, unfortunately, it's a game. And there are certain players of the game that they know the rules from, from birth. Like their parents are taught, like, like, like their parents teach them exactly what they need to do. And so they 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 move differently. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and unfortunately, I feel like that's what I'm who I'm referring to is the majority, right? The majority, they 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 knew about, you know, financial literacy. They they understand investing and right. the stock market and, and the importance of real estate. Like so these are things that, you know, even even myself, right? I mean like I'm I, I went to college, right? I went to a PWC and and I'm I'm looking at my classmates around me and, and, and to your point, David, like I had the mentality is that I'm I'm gonna grind as hard as I can in order to get where I wanna be. You know what I'm saying? But 
when when I when I um, really stopped and looked at my colleagues and what they were doing, bro, they they don't they don't work that hard, bro. Like mm-hmm. they don't. Uh, I mean, some of them do. No. Some of them do, but most politic they wait to the top, and and they set up these nice little cushions and investments in different areas, and before you know it, they only going to work for for play money. You know bruh, what I'm saying? Like, bruh, let's be let's be very clear. You go all the way back to slavery. Okay? Yeah. They made a whole bunch of money, but they didn't do none of the work. Uh oh. True. Mm. Mm. Hmm? Uh oh. Mm. Hmm? Preach. Preach. They did a they made a whole bunch. Yeah. Guess who was doing the work? Right. Hmm. Lots of people that didn't look like them. You look at yep. Jack Daniels. Now we really figuring out who did oh, the work. That's a good story. That one. I just hmm? heard about that one. Hey, I want to say something too. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody of different learning styles. We didn't mean any harm by saying slow. You know, we love, we love, we love everybody with different varying levels of uh, in- intellectual ability. So, shout out to everybody. I call see, you gotta say, because we live in a cancel culture, bro. Like these, y'all finna cut us. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta say these kind of things. Man. That was my, I apologize. <laughs> okay, but no, man. Yo, like, I didn't hear about the Jack Daniels story. Dude. Yeah, it's what? good. Go ahead, Dave. It's it's a, it's a it's yeah? yeah, yeah. they got a distillery and everything, bro. Like. Literally, Jack Daniels built his whole, you know, business off of a slave man's recipe for whiskey. Mm. Literally. And now they've taken that um, and they have a distillery and everything else um, now out with them. And, they, man, it's, it's, it's just an amazing story. And for me, you got to look it up. Because I, I knew it, man. I, I found out about it when I went to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, and one of the old cats, man, him was sitting out chopping it up because he was a triple nickel. Some of the most, military-wise, some of the most amazing old kids. That is, is crazy. But they had to endure. And me, I, 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 I built a relationship with him, and he started teaching me the history um, of triple nickels, Um and different things like that, but like even 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 the Jack Daniels story was was crazy, and now everybody's blowing it up because now they have a black distillery, and I think that we sh- here's here's the thing: we don't support ourselves enough, right? We really don't because we don't yeah. know a lot of times. Yeah, the story that David is talking about was a man named Nearis Green. Uh, if you look that up, something else I just learned, y'all, and um, I never thought about the wording and terminology. I recently learned that we should not call our ancestors slaves. We should no. call our ancestors enslaved. Slaves yeah. are not who they were. Enslaved was the condition it's in which they was. lived. So that really Absolutely. that really flipped the perspective on me recently. But yeah, um, Everybody check out the story, Nearest Green, N-E-A-R-I-S Green. It's a very interesting story. According to what I read, the Jack Daniels Corporation has never shied away from the story, but recently they've embraced the story. <laughs> you know, man, I wonder why. Is, right. 
it, it just further affirms me, like, because I, I, I got into not an argument, I guess a discussion with um, a colleague of mine, and and we were centered around the topic of like, you know, the state of America, and you know, a lot of some some Americans feel ashamed to be Americans, and, and, and he was kind of making a statement that, you know, um, Black Americans, you know, probably feel ashamed to even be associated with this country and i said no dude i said i don't i don't feel that way i love i love usa me too um, my my standpoint is that my people built this country so <laughs> as i'm concerned i mean bro like look at the olympics just go go look at the olympic go, go look at who won who won the women's 400 meter the 200 meter. you know what i'm saying like go go look at who's competing to represent our country is people that look like me. Bro, like black America is American. Like we're just as ingrained in this country as any other person that claims that they are American. So um and and, and, just, and just that story alone, I mean Jack Daniels, you know, I feel like that's a that's a staplehood of whiskey in America. Like, you know, it's a very popular um, brand of whiskey that's sold across multiple American. bars. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, and to now hear that the recipe came from, you know, a brother, somebody that looked like me. I mean, it just it just further affirms that, you know, you can't separate the two, right? You can't. You can't separate no. who we are from, from our country, you know. Here's what I would say, though, to be honest, um, and just where I'm at with even talking to my wife and and where I'm trying to go, I'm in a space, even after everything that happened, just me, I'm a self-proclaimed thinker. I love to think about situations. What's the solution? And I'm getting to a space now where I hate thinking about me being a black man. Mm. I get sick of me thinking about me being a black man. Why did, you know what I'm saying? Half of the reason why I began to love guns was because I was a black man. Um, why do I read so many books? Why did I get so heavy into to education? Because, you know what I'm saying? Black people don't do this. Black people don't do that. Black people don't do this. And it was like, no. And it was my rebellion and my fight um, against the stereotypes that got me to the place where I'm at. And recently, and that the, the situation just fed into it. And we was talking about it even before. I was talking about it even before it happened. I was talking about I I, I don't want to be a representation of black. I want to be a representation of me. And I want to be in a space where I don't have to think about me being black anymore, because that is. I think that is limiting me and that's limiting us to where we can't create the way that we should create because we, we're so focused on what if I do this? What if I do that? Is that going to be this? Is that going to be judged by that? If my mom's going to think about this, my dad's going to think about that. No, I just want to be, I want to be able to I want to be able to create freely. Right. I want to be me. And that's what people don't understand. People that don't have to deal with it, that's what they don't understand. 
when I walk into a room, I got to switch up the way that I talk. You know what I'm saying? If if, if I'm on the hood, hey, what's happening? We're good. Right. Hey, where we going? Then we go three, four blocks down here. You finna get into it. But it's about it. Whenever I walk into a different room, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> One day we gonna have to have David just tell the story of his life because he's so interesting. I'm not. I, I so am not, bro. I'm. I, I just think about these things. I, I love people. I love yeah. people. And I, I'm. A, I watch people. Yeah. And I try to be in tune with when energy shift and when people change. Yeah. I try to be in tune when I change. If I walk into a room and I change who I am, I'm like, ooh, I ain't like that. I didn't like the way that I shift. Like I saw an episode, I saw an interview with Jay Z. Jay Z was like, "I ain't changing the way that I talk no more." True. When I walk in the room and do these things, I don't, I don't change me. But he was saying it as a in a position where he achieved a certain economic status. Right. You what know, would happen if all of us had that mindset? I I look at the an example that pops in my head is. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Facts. Lamar is himself. He's a young person. And I love that we talked about the generations earlier, but I love the fact that he is himself. He wears his hair the way he wants to wear his hair. He speaks the way he wants to speak. He conducts himself the way he wants to conduct himself because that is who he is. And he has done extremely well in his job so that you know the you're like okay this guy is doing the thing that we pay him to do he's doing his job and he's being himself you know i think that that's another shift david you know you are evolving as a person to the point that i am no longer going to play this quote-unquote game that is supposed to give us leverage when in reality it doesn't really matter Truly, it costs you too much. You know, it's too expensive. When when you look at different different types of people or are from different back, for example, you know, I'm just I'm gonna keep going with sports. When you watch uh, any sporting event, you have announcers that talk in that voice, reporting live from blah blah blah. You know that type mm-hmm. of voice or whatever. But then when you watch NASCAR, these people sound like the guy up the street at the gas station. Am I lying? Redneck is out. That's that's the one sport where they let the people talk the way they talk. Let them go. So I'm just like, Ooh. why is Ooh. it that when it comes to like us, you like you know, speak the way you speak. The thing about right. it is, the way you sound is not indicative of your intelligence or your ability or who you are. None of that really matters. It's for example, you know, if you would ask the average American who sounds more intelligent a person from the deep South or a British person, you know what they're going to say. Yeah. Because it sounds appeasing. You can have a rocket scientist from the deep South and you could have somebody who's just happy to be here from Britain. And you're like, Oh man, that British person, Oh, they sound like they know what they're talking about. Bro. You give me one of them redneck hillbillies that's been down in in, in the gutter. I I promise you, we're going to figure out some stuff. I promise so. you, we're going to figure out how to do it. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. God, I was trying that to redneck ingenuity is real, bro. 
He said, I promise you. Oh, my God. You know, some duct tape, some super glue, a couple PVC pipes. I promise you that. For me, bro, and I'll say this as as my closing remark, I'm I'm always on the fence about it, right? Like, because, like, okay, I I believe, once again, there is a thing called balance. Yes. And there is a place where you can live, where you can still be your authentic self, but at the same time, when needed, put on a level of professionalism that's required for the environment that you're in. Because, um, like, you use Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is his authentic self. Yeah. However, though, when I've seen Lamar do interviews and, like, you know, he has to get on the podium and speak, he 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 speaks to me in a very articulate manner. Now, does it sound dressed up? Like, you know, is he trying to, quote, unquote, talk white? Absolutely not. He no. still sounds like a brother from South Florida. He does. But at, the, but at the same time, you can't say that he's not being professional. Right. right? You know, so I, I, I believe there's a balance somewhere in between where the two can live in, in some sort of cohesion. That, you know? That's it, Keith. So so <laughs> I, I think that a lot of us don't equate, uh, or better yet, a lot of us see professionalism as emulation of another culture. Professionalism equal colonialism. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'll say it. I, I, I like that, and that's and I, and I think that's what a lot of people think. You're right. You know, for example, most of us. For example, me. This is just how I talk. You, you all know that. The only difference between the difference that only difference between me talking to you or any other anybody else, I may use a few different words. That's about it. But the essence of how I sound is how I sound. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, and, and you know me for me, I, I, I wrap up like I listen. Nas got a new joint and Nas is my dude. And he got a joint with Lauren Hill on the Master Pill joint. And what she was saying is I didn't change in now the world will catch up to me, literally. Yeah. And I think as we be our authentic selves, then everything around us changes and the world catches up to you at some point. Um, if you don't waver, if you, you, you believe in what you believe and you love it and you love other people through it, then everything else catches up to you, you know, because you're not changing, you're authentic. And that's what, what the creator created you to be. So that's that's how I see it, man. You know, I ain't I ain't, I ain't changing. You know, I'm gonna love through it, but it ain't gonna be no punk about it. No, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. But um, but yeah, you just love hard through it, man. You know, absolutely. And there's and there's and there's a display of that. You see it in in, in the media in our country. I I see more and more commercials where I see people that look like us. Yeah, you know, I see more and more advertisement. Oh, but guess what? I'm I, money. Follow the money. That's all I say is follow the dollars. I apologize. Spending power. That's another topic. Another day. We have to talk about <laughs> spending power and customer service or lack thereof and representation. Now we demanded it. Yes. <laughs> now we are demanding that. So, yeah, yeah. Now, Good point. Good point. everybody, everybody. All right. But no, nah, I, I apologize. I digress. No, nah, you good, man. You good. Well, hey, man, this has been a great episode. Um, 
we never got to the second topic. You know, there's always another day to talk about, you know, false prophets. Oh, know? gosh. Uh, so, but, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I felt like we did pretty good with this one. So, you know, um, we're, well, we're sitting at almost an hour and 15 minutes. So, Ooh. hey, man, you know, shout out to, again, it's our record. all our new listeners. It yeah, is, yeah, bro. It really is. And that, that's me chopping it up. Hey, I apologize. No, that's 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 good. Every every episode, you know, we can always expect something different. You know, sometimes we have different things to contribute. This episode, Dave just went in. I mean, it happens. We love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love dialogue. But yeah, man. But, he grew in his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> like the old folks say. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, man. Hey, man. I appreciate y'all brothers again, you know, for, for another episode. Appreciate all the new listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in, you know, giving us a, 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 a drop, you know, for, um, you know, just hearing what we have to say. And hopefully we're being a blessing to you, bringing in a new perspective of life, for something right. you can share with, with, with close loved ones and, and be able to help change the world. So um, once again, man, if, if you feel the need or, or, or actually, you know, we would really prefer if, if you stop by our Facebook page, at FYF Pod, drop us a comment. You know, let us know how we're doing. If Pull up on us. You want us to <laughs> want us to talk about? So, uh, you know, and then if, if if you don't want to drop by Facebook, we got an email at fyfpod at gmail dot com, and then uh, we also have a phone line. You can hit us up at 407-243-8449. So, drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking. And uh, until the next time, man. Hey, y'all, y'all take care and have a good one. God bless. Love y'all, man. Y'all be good. Yep. All right.